0: My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dark Moon The Phantom Menace, Wars, and also a solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, The Force is Strong with You All. And remember, Sith
1: Wars. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin.
0: And I'm Brooke.
1: And today we are going to be talking about Tales of the Jedi uh, and the new episode of Andor and our experience with Ashley Eckstein that we just had yesterday over at Barnes & Noble. It was super, super exciting. Uh, Without further ado, let's break down the news. All right. So at 3 uh, a.m. Eastern Time and 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Tales of the Jedi came out. Uh, Some of the information about the episode titles were wrong. that came out from from different fan sites, and that's okay. And the run times were also a lot longer than I thought they were going to be because I think there was a couple of fan sites that were saying that that, uh, a couple of the episodes would be like around 10 minutes long, and there was no episode that was... I think each episode was around at least 15 minutes long. And I think the it longest like guy got... each
0: app ep- like whatever the like guest time was, each one was like a good few more minutes longer yes. than yep. what we expected. Which was a pleasant surprise.
1: Yes, it was. And there and what made this series so great was that it was tying in to the events of the shows and movies. Uh, especially during the Pretty much during the prequel era. Uh, the episodes with Count Dooku, the first two are happening before the events um, of Phantom Menace. And then the last episode with Count Dooku uh, is happening uh, during the events of the Phantom Menace and then directly after. So that that was really cool, to experience. All the Ahsoka stuff was phenomenal. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. And going forward, spoiler alert. So if you have not seen uh tales of the jedi or andor it's a star wars day it's wednesday so i would go and just after you done with work after you're you know hitting the gym or something just go out and watch it it's it, it's a great watch uh for us we we woke up at 3 a.m and and when we watched everything at once so uh but yeah so let's dive into it so the uh so the first episode uh of tales of the jedi is ahsoka and then episode two three and four are count dooku and then the last two episodes are ahsoka so the all of the episodes are in chronological
0: order yeah that's definitely why they did it i just felt that it was a tad odd because we start with ahsoka and then we have all of count dooku and then we finish off with ahsoka like i know it was chronological order but it almost felt a little odd to me that they had them in that order
1: yeah yeah, uh I was very excited uh because this is an era that we really haven't explored that much of. We we kind of knew what happened with Dooku. We already know what happens to Ahsoka except of course of, you know, of all the way to the end of the sequels where we don't know where she is in that timeline except when we hear her voice in Rise of Skywalker. But all the stuff with Count Dooku was brand new. And uh, and seeing younger characters was very exciting to me um, of seeing Mace Windu. And we'll definitely dive into that because there's some seeds planted and you feel more sympathy for Dooku leaving the order and everything. Uh, but how about we dive into that first episode with Ahsoka? Uh, we see her Little parents. Baby. Little yeah.
0: baby Ahsoka.
1: Mm-hmm we uh we see her parents we uh we see more of her people uh mm-hmm. and we uh i it i really enjoyed of learning more about ahsoka's culture because the only time that we really learned about her culture was in um was in the clone wars when she actually goes back and she sees her people and they go on on a rescue mission because some of her people get um are captured and they get forced into, into slavery and everything. Uh I what was your favorite part about that first episode? Because that was that like episode? the real origin, yeah, of the, that really was like the real origin of Ahsoka um yeah. yeah of I mean of well, it those was like seeds were planted see for being a Jedi so
0: that she was force sensitive starting at one year old. Like, I guess I don't know, like, when the typical age is that people start showing, but that just seems so young. And it it, it was cool to see. Yeah, does it kind of depend on the person?
1: Well, I mean, because if you look at Luke Skywalker, like, he, like, he really didn't start, I mean, as canon-wise, like, we really didn't see him start showing until, you know, much later on in in, in age. Yeah. and, And Leia started showing, you know, we... Saw her, you know, kind of using her um, mm-hmm. force abilities in Obi Wan Kenobi, where she like sensed her, um, right. s- sensed what but was she's really still, going on. She's still her.
0: a little, I mean, she's still a child, but she's yeah. still older. She's definitely not one year old. No. Um, so, yeah, so that was cool. And it was cool to see her people a little more. They seem to be very, very mm-hmm. spiritual, very spiritual people. Yep. It also just seems like they have such a such a quaint little village. I'm just doing their stuff. Chill.
1: I was hoping that uh that we would have um had more of a longer episode of that of where we saw maybe you know has some years passed and then
0: yes, I would have loved and then Koon comes
1: in Flo and Coon. like yeah. yeah.
0: I will say I kind of I mean, obviously they were made to be shorts, but like I find myself with each one being like, dang, like I really wish we got a little bit more, like a little bit more. Like yeah. I said, with this one, I wish we could have could have seen Plo Koon come um, and we could talk with each one. Like I just need a little bit more, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's me being selfish.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I am 100% with you uh, because after that, I was just, I mean, because... Her going through that ordeal, uh, which it was really funny because the creature that um, uh, that her, that Ahsoka's mom shoots looks like a a antelope and a kangaroo. It it, it, yeah, it was like that a, was a of weird the
0: creature. That was something I think we all reacted to. We were <laughs> yeah. like, "What is that?"
1: <laughs> and uh, and then she was like, uh, "You know what? I will carry you, and I'll." carry the creature and i was like oh i was like
0: yeah talk about some mom power i, yeah, was, I was like, like oh, okay you're gonna go you're gonna go hunt with your one-year-old baby strapped to you and then you're gonna yeah. carry that thing on top yeah. of it i was like you go girl yep
1: yeah. um we didn't really get the name of the of the lion creature thing but that thing was like a tiger it was a bear it like the a, thing was massive it
0: was it was, yes yeah. i would have been terrified if that came up on me
1: right uh but something else as well is that i think it was um i feel like the creature was more logical than it was appearing because it i feel like in in most like animal instinct and everything um of what we've seen depicted like in you know different movies and and shows and stuff like that is like the creature will go Directly for the kill. And the fact that I just picked up Ahsoka. Like like after the village comes in. And tries mm-hmm. to you know. Um, save the mom and Ahsoka. That it just picks up Ahsoka. And it runs into the forest. That kind of threw me off. Because you normally don't see. You know.
0: Well I'm thinking it could be like kind that. of. One of two things. One if it was desperate enough. And like obviously it can't like. Eat her right there. It's going to grab her and run away from the people attacking it so that it can then have its dinner. Or two, they needed that for cinematic effect because obviously it can't right. be <laughs> Yeah.
1: I, I mean and those,
0: those were my two assumptions yeah. of why that's what happens.
1: And and that's something else as well is like you can't put logic into Star Wars. It's just something right. That
0: sometimes is. you just gotta accept that like yeah, that's that's how it's gotta yeah. be
1: yeah. Uh, and I so that was super um, cool to see her kind of do the same thing that Ezra does in Rebels, where where mm-hmm. he where he connects with the creatures, and it's not like they're doing mind control, but they're actually like connecting with it, understanding it, and um, yes. uh, and that's exactly what Ahsoka did. Seeing her ride the giant tiger bear creature thing and into the village um, was. Pretty intimidating, and seeing the size of it was just like, oh. like wow.
0: Did you imagine being like her parents in the village, seeing her riding the thing back in, and being like,
1: eh. "Uh, <laughs> excuse <what>? me." Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh.
0: Flabbergasted. And,
1: yeah, and then, uh, and then them, you know, saying that Ahsoka is Ahsoka is Jedi. And then you just kind of cut the black. It's like, okay, so how do they know about the Jedi? Because it sounds like they are kind of that exclusive community where they don't leave the planet. Um, That is what it looked like where they they weren't in the level where they have, like, technology than other civilizations do. So I'm really curious of, like, what happened next. And did they call and say, hey... Like a um, uh, we we have a Jedi here, or were they using the holocron uh, at that point that has the list of all the um, mm. has a list of all the names of the future um, uh, Force sensitive children? Uh, because well, that
0: we don't know because they could have given us five more minutes.
1: Right, right, exactly. So I'm I'm, I'm curious more. if like if that holocron existed at that point or it was um or it was uh or the holocron maybe got a uh, um that the holocron came to be later i mean i i i could see it maybe existing all the way from, from the old from the old republic mm-hmm. days to the high republic but but yeah i i really enjoyed that episode uh and then just jumping from that to uh to the corrupt um, uh, look at the Republic and the Count Dooku episodes was very, very sad to see, but you also feel sympathy because of the next episode, you jump in and Count Dooku and, uh, and young Qui-Gon, which is voiced by Liam Neeson's son, and then we find out later when we see um and the and the third episode of the Count Dooku arc when we see Qui Gon the Liam Neeson is like a, is like officially back for that so the fact they're using his likeness and everything is super super cool but I was a big fan of seeing Dooku uh just not he was not uh tied down by the rules of the Jedi and he was teaching that to. Qui Gon, pretty much, except.
0: He was more of being like going with his yeah. moral standards, like what he felt was right versus what the council may prefer.
1: Right. So I was. Uh, I liked how they um, showed the kind of darker side of the Republic. And we kind of saw that in the Clone Wars and everything and the corruption. Uh, but. The fact that, that they went to the extent of showing, like, how um, how desperate uh, a, a society can get to where they have to kidnap someone just to prove a point. Um, right, because that...
0: you, when you see those people, and did they confirm what, what uh, planet that was? I don't remember if they mentioned the name. No. But they just, they looked terrible. They were so thin. They just, they looked like death. Yeah, you know, imagine like I just can't imagine a senator allowing that to happen. And I thought it was even more funny when they do get to the senator's son that they've kidnapped. And he's like, he's just chilling. He's like upset. He is upset for the people. Not that he's kidnapped. He is upset that the people like his people are suffering so much and that his dad has allowed this to happen. And I was like, oh, interesting. That's not what I was expecting
1: no uh and that also in a way um because we really haven't seen it before but when they're actually walking in in the village you you see a dog like not uh like a space hybrid or anything like a like anything creature hybrid like it was an actual like dog um and
0: like it still it looked a little off
1: yeah but like
0: like, definitely canine like
1: yeah. yeah I think that's the closest that we'll ever get to an actual dog in Star Wars because mm-hmm. if it's uh, it, it's just like in The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Um, I remember watching the the Desolation of of Smog and we end up seeing those two. There's two pugs just kind of run past the screen. I'm like, oh, I guess there's dogs in, in uh Middle Earth, but yeah, um, that's the same with Star Wars now uh be uh but yeah they end up walking into the pub and they end up you know asking of, of, of what's going on and Count Dooku just does not hesitate he's like I'm gonna make my intentions clear and and he does like the whole kind of sheriff um well not sheriff That's, of, Sets
0: the lightsaber on the table yeah, and is like it, this it, is what you're dealing with tell me what I want to know
1: right and that's not, the tra- that's not the traditional Jedi way. And Qui-Gon doesn't even like... He, he's not even shocked. Like, he did that. He's just like, oh, okay. All right, cool. Um, and we kind of see that those teachings from Count Dooku and the Phantom Menace, like, towards him because of um, of the way that Qui-Gon handles the whole situation with Anakin on Tatooine and talking to the Queen um, uh, of uh, of just his his mannerisms it honestly makes sense uh that that dooku was his master and and you definitely see it in the show and this in this episode uh but they end up going yeah i
0: I just think something that dooku kind of taught him is to like kind of like think critically and not just completely blindly follow the jedi order
1: orders yeah
0: he kind of taught like not that Dooku turned out to be a great person, but he kind of led the way for Qui-Gon to kind of think a little more critically and not kind of like blind follow.
1: Right. Yep. Uh, it's it's something that you really don't see in other Jedi. Like you mainly see that in um uh in, in Dooku and Count Dooku and you
0: ah- so- Ahsoka.
1: It, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And in and, and, and Ahsoka and even as well. Kind
0: of- kind of anakin also yeah
1: but it's funny because then obi-wan kind of feels like the black sheep be um Mm -hmm. because if we never we haven't seen a story yet maybe in season two of tales of the jedi we like see like a younger like um Mm -hmm. a younger obi-wan and he's on the run with with satin and everything that would be really really cool and i think the fans will love that uh but uh but you really don't see him uh like that uh, he uh, he is very he's very defiant in a way towards those actions because every time that we see um Anakin act like that you know Obi-Wan scolds him um he like then later throughout the Clone Wars he kind of you know kind of lets things slide and everything but i uh, i i love that um, that we are seeing more of the corrupt and not so much of the, we are seeing the darker side of of the light side, if that makes sense. And yeah. not everything is black and white, like it's.
0: Yes, that is something yeah. that I kind of love that Star There's Wars that is kind area. of diving into. Is that even like these episodes with Dooku? Like obviously, like his methods were not great. He was no. not at the end of it a good person, but I felt like I understood him more because he also was played by Palpatine. You know, I think at his core, he kind of felt like he was doing the right thing. Again, his methods weren't good, but like so much it's it's very realistic for things not to just be black and white. Like in real life, it's not always clear like who the the quote unquote good guys are and who the right people are. It's yeah. kind of it. there's a lot of gray area. So I love that these episodes kind of showed us more of that and they they did they kind of like i never i always just thought like oh Duku, he's 100 percent evil awful but after watching these episodes with him i was like oh i like kind of understand him now a bit more and he's not quite as evil as i thought obviously again i'm not condoning his methods he did some bad stuff but i have a better understanding
1: yep and i am hoping that we see more uh we see more of that in different shows later. And I think we'll, we'll definitely see stuff like that in the Ahsoka series because, um, on that level as well. And, and she was so hesitant to, to train Grogu and all that stuff because of, she's seen the worst of the worst. She survived the worst. worst.
0: Absolutely. uh,
1: Yep. And I'm hoping that we get more flashbacks in that live action. We'd love to see it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, and then we we then uh see uh them go to the barn they like talk to the son he's he's very um he's very sick and yeah he's, he's mad. mad he he is disgusted with with the way that his father has has treated the people of his planet and uh and we we go to Coruscant a lot we also have a lot of named name drops of course on and how the senators like to hide there and 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 it just sounds like they don't really like they they represent their planets but it doesn't sound like they fully know you know what's exactly going on or if they do they are trying to um benefit off of the misery that's happening to the people of the planet and that happens in this episode that we're talking about now and the next episode as well, uh, and, and and it sounds like it's a very common thing. And this really hits Dooku, and he and and he he gets to a point where he doesn't want to be part of the Jedi because they they've lost their way, and it seems like all they do is they mm-hmm. serve the Senate, and they're, they're not kind of serving like the people of the republic. Of the they're republic. turning
0: a blind eye to the corrupt senators. Like obviously, you know, we've got some good senators, but some bad ones. And the Jedi aren't necessarily doing anything about it because it's it's not their place, you know. And he's yeah. like, "This is this is not okay," and you know, we kind of have to agree with him on that a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Uh, and we then have one of the uh, other people from the village come in and say, "Hey, they're here." It's it's the senator. He's not happy. They walk outside. Uh, and, and the Senator, you know, uh, ends up, uh, paying one of the people from the village, um, you know, for the services because someone in the village, you know, uh, told on them
0: and which was just so heartbreaking to see is that the other villagers didn't, um, blame her for it. The one was like she's literally starving. Like none of them were mad at this girl for letting no. them out because they understand that they're they're on the brink of death. Like
1: yeah. And uh and Dooku uh you know, he he says no to standing aside and there ends up being a shootout, they turn into the lightsabers, which Dooku's lightsaber looks so slick. Um, and now his lightsaber is, uh, his, his light side version is available, uh, uh, over on shop, uh, on shop Disney. Uh, so, uh, and most likely it will come to galaxy's edge here in a couple of months, but there, they turn on their lightsabers. They end up having a fight, uh, and it looks like all hope is lost. And then Dooku just loses it. He uh, he ends up choking the he ends up choking the the senator, and the uh, senator is not innocent in this at all. Like he, he 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 is admitting that you know he knows what's going on here on the planet, but he doesn't care, and 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 he just wants his son back. And it might be blinded by love and stuff, but also it's like he. He was not innocent. He knew exactly what was going on with his people and everything, but Dooku loses it because he sees that he just doesn't care, and uh, and the senator also says that th- that that your job is to serve the Senate. So there's a lot of people in the Senate that are like you are serving the Senate, but in reality, they are supposed to serve mm. the the Republic. And Dooku just law. loses it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he runs up. He he starts to force choke him. Qui-gon, you know, is like, all right, this has gone too far. He's he like, this, yeah,
0: this has gone too far.
1: Yep. And he uh and and he runs back to the barn, he frees the sun, and the sun comes back, saves his dad, and uh and Qui-Gon kind of brings him back before Dooku can do anything, you know. Um uh, before he goes too far. And then uh, and then at the end uh, of the episode, the, uh, the, the village is doing their best to rebuild and, and the son, you know, is, is promising the people of the village that, you know, he's going to make things right and he will try undo the wrongs that his father has done.
0: And it was also, it was just so interesting. Cause like, while the son is like, you know, I'm going to help you, the Senator himself is sitting in his car, we'll call it a car. And he's just not saying a word. He looks just like he just had his world shattered, and he's just silent.
1: I mean, uh, uh, a uh, a line uh, a line that that Qui-Gon actually says in the Phantom Menace is uh, "greed can be a powerful ally," and that is a really good line because the senators. Other public Republic have a duty to their planets and to their people, but they can also be blinded by that power and greed. Um, and, and they become corrupt and they use that for their own benefit. And we see that a lot through the clone wars. We see, we're seeing it here and the Jedi, I think most of them are so blinded by the, um, n- not the power that they have, but of, of just, you know, of following the code and everything. And that definitely restricts them from doing things that they should be doing. But because their code is so strict, they, you know, can't do it. It's kind of like this uh, covia Accords in, in Marvel where, mm-hmm. um, where you had the Civil War uh, begin between Iron Man and Captain America because Captain America was like, if I, you know, follow these rules... Uh, there's a uh, chance that we might not be able to do what we need to do, uh, and and it's because we are being restricted, and that's kind of what the Jedi code is. Uh, um, it is holding you um, back from uh, doing things that you know may be right, but in the eyes of the Jedi, there is a more peaceful peaceful solution, and Dooku. Um, is starting to see through these episodes all the way to the end that, you know, that the code is stopping them from, you know, real, real peace and order. And Dooku at the end of the episode does thank Qui-Gon is like, Hey, I appreciate you helping me out and everything. uh, Sometimes I think you are a wiser, a wiser Jedi than me. And then they walk to the ship and the episode ends I really enjoyed the episode. I thought that 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 was a great way to introduce um, you know of the corruption that we let her see in in the prequels and everything and in the Senate and and just seeing young Qui-Gon was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that made me so happy and and the fact that uh, that Liam Neeson's son gets to carry on that Qui-Gon legacy and he had the chance to do this with his dad is is awesome. So uh, yep. And then we end up going into the next episode. Uh which I so I thought that it was very um very interesting that Windu and Dooku were partnered together because they're like complete opposites and it sounds like like that they were friends and i don't know if mace windu and and dooku were around the same age but uh but from early on you can definitely see that that windu is is a boy scout like he is following the rules to the like to the t and dooku even calls him out on it. he's like i uh uh, I admire how much you follow the rules, but honestly, it's it's kind of annoying that you're doing that, and it's maddening to me, and uh, and you see them land on the planet. They are going there because a because a Jedi, which we found out later, it's not really said in the beginning, but later, we found out that she was actually a Jedi on the Jedi Council. I uh, can't think of her name. And I think her species might be the same as Luminara, but I'm she not. She looked
0: the same as Luminara. Yes. Yeah.
1: And they, uh, and they get there and the, in the, in the military they have on the planet, they're like gloves. I don't know if it was their fingers or gloves, but they had like a large talons. I think
0: it was like their gloves. They It was almost yeah. like Black Panther. Like they had like uh, <laughs> claws attached to their gloves. And these very interesting helmets as well, very like angular.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, I am hoping uh, that we see more planets like this uh, that, um, that are not that tra- traditional as Coruscant and other species, because if you look at Andor, there's there's not that many aliens in uh, uh in that show. So I'm hoping to, uh, I'm hoping to see uh, more, uh, m- uh, more species, but we find out that that the that the Jedi Master passed away, and it was because she was going with the Senator of the planet, and the mission doesn't go that well, uh, and they get ambushed, and she and she ends up getting killed and he warned her that would probably happen if uh if they went together and we later find out that that was a lie and it was the senate guard that again was trying to stop the corruption that a senator was causing because Mm -hmm. the senator was you know using the pain and suffering of the planet um, to their advantage and they were trying to make a profit of it by bringing different companies um, uh, uh, in and they were mining the planet and different things and the senator was was making money off it while the people of his planet were suffering and that's a theme that keeps happening in this and it was very sad um, uh, because no one had to die but out of fear um, from uh, from the from the guards, uh, a a Jedi got killed, and I think something else as well that is a theme in this is is communication. Like these, like people were afraid that they weren't going to get the answer um, that they wanted, but and 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 they just thought that no one's listening to them. But in reality, all they had to do is like speak up, and someone would have. But the Jedi apparently have during this time period have a reputation that uh that things are not um as they seem and that the jedi are just the lapdogs of the senate and they only serve the senate and that's yes, the reputation which is that they get
0: yep which is why the jedi master wound up getting killed because the the guard who they questioned they were like this has nothing to do with her why did you why did you kill her you're mad at your senator and he was like, "But you guys, you guys work to protect them. Like that's your job. Like that's what you do. Like you're, you're right. they they have a reputation of just kind of being the lapdogs of the Senate."
1: Yep. Uh, and and the and they go back to the same place where they were at uh, of where the ambush happened, and they find out that not everything is the way that it seems be because of the story doesn't line up and there's no blaster marks in the ship but there's a lot of damage in the opposite direction and uh and and the whole ambush thing was like the whole fight scene was just wild because the senator like tries to save himself and they end up shooting him and then mace and and uh and Duke would turn on the lightsabers, And then just a bunch of droids just pop out of nowhere. And, and they just have like a huge brawl. And they cut down a tree. It was awesome. Action. Loved it. And they end up uh, cutting most of most of all of them down. And then there is, I believe it was the, I believe he was the guard's son or in some relation be um, that Mace Windu was holding his lightsaber towards because of when, when the guard was like, we'll take you all down. Like you like guys are, are, you know, are not what, um, or not what you're supposed to be. And he picks up his blaster and Mace Windu like, you know, deflects it back and the other guard kind of goes down to his knees. So it just sounds like maybe like there was some type of father, son, son relationship of some sorts there. Uh, but then we, you know, find out why, and and it's because of the, the senator was being corrupted, and then Mason Duku were like, uh, well, actually, Dooku is silent during this, and Mace is doing most of the talk, and he's like, if you just talked to her, she was a Jedi, she would have listened to you. But then he's like, well, you, you, like guys are just the lap dogs. Like, like from yeah. from my point of view, all you guys are doing is just, you know, not great things, and and you just follow. Um, uh, the uh, Senate, without question, and that kind of you know makes Dooku think, and he's like, you know, I didn't agree with all your all, all of your methods, but at the same time, I think you had every right to defend your planet and, 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 and your community, and then as they're walking back to the ship uh, to to take the Jedi Master back to uh, Coruscant, uh, a, a Dooku it, you know is is asking Windu if uh, uh, if he thinks that the July Council um, uh, will 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 get better if they keep following the path of the Senate and everything. And Mace Windu says in a very blunt way, he's like, I mean, that's not really my my call that's not my decision we are just going to follow the council and 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 we'll just do what they tell us to do and you can see Dooku being like okay well you are you are part of the problem you are part of the uh, um of, of the corruption and they end up going back to the plan like, I don't
0: want to say like mindless per se but just kind of like again that blind follow like just being like yeah we're just going to do what the council says like no questions asked it's just kind of like mm maybe some critical thinking there would do you some good there mace you know
1: yeah yep uh, and then we end up uh and then we you know later see him walk over to uh we see him walk over to uh to the temple he grabs windu when he's talking to all the other jedi he walks um Dooku calls the name and he's like, Hey, so I heard that you are taking her spot on the council, and Mace Windu's like, Oh, well, yeah, because I took her spot because I followed the orders of the council and you didn't. Um
0: it felt very manipulative to yeah. me the way he said it. Yeah. And like I personally have never been a big fan fan. no it's just i just never really liked him as a person i always felt he was kind of just overly arrogant and just kind of like he just always kind of rubbed me the wrong way and especially when he was like talking to dooku of all people (laughs) and just saying like yeah you know like you kind of went against the council and i was a good little boy and followed the rules, so I got the spot. Like that's just that's kind of the vibe I got, and I was like, "Oh, that did not sound good to me." That nope. sounded a little little weaselly <laughs> coming from Mace Windu.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, well, on top of that, you also see him uh, in in the Clone Wars and in the prequels, where it's not like he's blinded by power, but it's just like self righteous.
0: Yes, like, he always just kind of very feels like. And I just, that's such a, I just, I can't stand self-righteous people. So just I'm, like. The- yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm just glad that he, he never got to the level of Pong Krell. Um, do you remember who that is?
0: Oh gosh. Yeah. So oh, he wasn't yeah, that yeah. bad. Oh but- no. <laughs> no. Uh,
1: but yeah. Uh, And then we see the episode end. Great episode. Again, all of the seeds are like planted of him just hurting. really makes you
0: think too like it just like you know all of my like ideas that i already had like set in my head about certain characters i'm suddenly kind of being like oh okay. so i didn't know this so that kind of makes me think differently about that right just, i, I kind of love it i love being challenged that way and like just and- getting such like people are so complex characters are my favorite things about like movies and books and things like i just dive so deeply into like the characters and i love when they're complicated
1: i agree because of uh, um because of the next episode you know leads directly into him turning to the dark side and that was something that we knew that was going to happen but we've never actually seen it happen so uh, i was really excited to um uh see everything go down and my theory about yaddle was definitely right um because we don't see her in at the end of the phantom menace and we don't see her later and then it was all used to be old canon that she she survived order 66 but they definitely changed that um but we see uh in the beginning of this episode we see dooku um walking through the jedi library and he goes in the back um of the very uh, sneaky
0: like very y- yep. sneaky he walks know, in the he's back. kind of like he's doing something
1: <laughs> yep, and he goes in the archives and he erases uh the planet Camino and we learn at this point that the timeline well because he types Mas- in he
0: types in a code first and it says welcome master and then so he I- pulls up Camino and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, he's erasing it. this is a, this is who and how. Yeah. Camino got erased from the database. Yeah. So that was oh. that was cool to see, honestly. I was like, oh.
1: All of us on the couch were just like, oh, oh, that's uh, what's
0: happening.
1: Right. And I didn't think again, I didn't think we would see any of that. And and the fact that the show has given us the opportunity to see things that have been talked about for a very long time is awesome. Uh and then we uh see him walk back. Uh through the library and he sees um joe there's a lot of of talk
0: going on like a lot of talk going on he's like what's going on what's happening
1: yeah and then we find out later this is happening during the events of the phantom menace be uh because she says that your apprentice uh Qui Gon has run into his Sith Lord on Tatooine. It's like, oh, this is happening during the events, and then in the next scene, yeah. we we see Qui Gon Jinn walking with Yaddle, which is played by Bryce Dallas Howard, and this might cause some contra controversial stuff because she's not talking like Yoda, like she is talking in a normal accent. So now it's like, why does Yoda talk the way that he talks? Because for a we while, a think, lot of people thought yeah. that... like
0: As we Well, you know, because we've never heard anyone else from his species speak. So we kind of assumed it was, like, a species thing. But now, since Yaddle is not speaking this way, it is solely a Yoda thing. And so we yep. were kind of, like... We were throwing back and forth. Like, maybe it's kind of, like, you know, like, people have different, like, dialects. Like, maybe that's just how some of them talk. Because, you know, speech is a learned thing. Yeah. Like, so... Again, just kind of raises more questions about their species and mm-hmm. where they're from, what they're about. Yeah. Uh,
1: hopefully we'll uh, have some of the mysteries solved in Ma- Mandalorian Season 3 because there are some rumors mm-hmm. revolving around that. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but they are walking down the hallway. Liam Neeson's back It's qui He's talking. He's just like, man, I guess that news spreads fast. And then we see, um, and then we have Dooku walk up. He talks to Yaddle Qui Gon. It's like, um, did the did the council believe you? And and he was like, no, not not really. And and I and you Shot can definitely <laughs> right. And you can definitely tell Yaddle's at that stage where she's just like, I mean, I I want to be on the council's side, but also at the same time, you know. Um, Right, it's her little likely. comment
0: cracked me up because they're like semi-talking a little bad about the council, and little Yaddle's like, "Well, as someone who's on the council, it just like yeah. the way she said it just kind of made me crack up a little bit." <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, and and we see uh, and then we see um, Qui Gon and Dooku, you know, say goodbye. In reality, it's it's their last goodbye, and um, and dooku kind of stares at the elevator and just like um is just you know kind of thinking about life Which and just, just everything i and- never
0: i just i never realized that like dooku hadn't quite like gone to the dark side fully during like the phantom menace so it's just kind of interesting like qui-gon died not yeah. knowing you know no it's just it's just something like i just something that i did not know personally no. it just kind of made me think about that a little bit like oh that's interesting
1: Yep, and then we have him. Uh, and then we have uh, Yaddle sensing something is wrong, and she's like, "Hey, is everything okay?" And he's With like, "Dooku, she's you like,
0: know, you feel off, man. Yeah,
1: you want to yeah. talk about it?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and he's just standing there, and he's like, "They they grow up so fast, and all that stuff, and they walk away. They walk the separate it's ways. Like a
0: dad moment.
1: Yeah." And and then the screen goes black and then you go back to the same tree that we see in the Clone Wars a decent amount like in the courtyard and sad music is playing. Now, now of the music that was playing it reminded me a lot of Season 7 of the Clone Wars of where it was the last four episodes and it was the episode where Order 66 happens and Ahsoka and Rex are getting taken mall onto the cruiser and like all you that just, stuff. You,
0: you knew something tragic happened and you kind right. of were pretty sure that... Qui Gon had just died,
1: right? And uh, uh, and we also um, l- learn more about like of finding out that Qui Gon was born in Coruscant, and um, uh, yeah,
0: I didn't know that,
1: right? So I was like, oh, cool, oh, awesome,
0: Coruscant native,
1: yeah. And the fact that uh, that we you know learn more about the timeline as well, um, be because of Yano says the council is getting ready to go to Naboo for the funeral. Are you coming? And Duke was like, I'm not going to be pleasant company. I shouldn't go. And, 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 and she was like, are you going to be able to let, uh, you know, are you going to be able to deal with the passing of, of, of Qui-Gon and everything? And he's like, I have no other choice. And then he walks away, but Yaddle is very suspicious. Um, and and she's also very wise, and you see Duku go to the temple hangar. He gets in the ship. He goes off. Do you think Yaddle was doing her Jedi duty, or do you think Yaddle was you know trying to be a good friend and make sure that he was okay?
0: I have a feel it's a little bit of both. I okay. think it was a little bit of both. I think she was genuinely concerned for a fellow Jedi, but then also I think her senses or telling her that something bigger was wrong here so i definitely think it was a little bit of both that drove her to follow him
1: yeah yep uh and then we see um uh them go to the same area that they do in attack of the clones and, and we also see that um it's a very uh worn down area of uh
0: Probably off the beaten uh, track kind of deal like you know
1: of course not. uh it's it's very torn down it doesn't look like you know people have been over there in a very long time maybe during the high republic era that was more of a you know a civilized era i'm um, like area and then something happened and then i got worn down and people kind of left the area Something maybe happened over there that, that, that we don't know about yet in history. And, and, and something revolving around the dark side. Maybe that's why no one goes to that side of the planet. But that's what draws the Emperor and Dooku and them over there. Uh, that's my theory anyway. But we see uh, oh. them go over. And also, I don't know how Dooku doesn't see a ship following him. Because Yattle's is not that far behind. And so I, don't I
0: actually think about that a lot in Star Wars when... Yeah people are following others i'm like are they just i don't know to me like i feel like i would notice but also maybe they're just not looking behind them you know what i mean like yeah yeah i guess just...
1: yeah yeah <laughs> uh and then we uh see them park the vehicles yellow shuts up the ship and, and starts running towards the uh towards the hangar where where dooku parked and and, and, uh, and she goes into hiding, and she's kind of hiding behind a couple of crates in a ship, and you see Dooku talk to, um, to Palpatine, and Ian McDermott comes back and voices him. I love that he keeps coming back and, play, and he keeps playing this character. Most likely, we'll see him voice him again in Bad Batch Season 2, which is going to be in January, uh, on January 4th, is when the Season 2 premiere is. Uh, super, super exciting. But you see them kind of talk about how Dooku didn't know that Qui-Gon was going to die and he blames the Emperor for his death and the Emperor, you know. Yes, he is, said,
0: you went too far.
1: Yeah. Yep. And he was and not happy. Mm-mm. So then you just see the Emperor being like, well, you know, it's fine. It's fair because my apprentice died too. So boom, we're even. Uh, and, and at that point, it looked like Qui-Gon was... I mean not Qui-Gon, that Dooku was debating on going any further with being uh with turning to the dark side until Yano comes around the corner and then his world shatters because he's like, Well, she knows she knows everything now. She was eavesdropping and everything. Um, I can never go back to the way things were. And uh uh and the fact that the emperor is kind of uh that Palpatine's like just kind of like standing there and doing what he normally does, but but now like he's in the presence of of another Jedi um, was very interesting to me because we've never seen him like in that state like of where he's you know publicly talking to someone like that as you know uh as Darth. Do you Sidious. think he
0: knew Yaddle was there and he just wasn't phased because he knew that either Dooku or himself could defeat her like he just really did not seem phased at all by her being there and you would think for someone who is literally having this big old master yeah. plan that just got found out like that if she escaped that would have shattered everything and he just literally he just stood there didn't even look scared
1: I think he was using that as the plot Um uh like I mean uh, I, 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 th- I think it was using Yattle being there as Dooku's trial to to being his apprentice to the dark side. Like that was the final stage of where it's like, all right, I trust you, you have killed a Jedi. Because that's what Dooku tries to do with Ventress and Grievous, because of he questions their loyalty throughout the Clone Wars because Grievous struggles with you know actually killing any Jedi. And that's the same thing with with Ventress as well and and he definitely gets that from palpatine uh and and we see him kind of question everything and she you know is trying to bring him back and it's like hey it's not too late and uh and uh and and he's like you know what it's time and then they have the brawl they like fight uh and she then gets to that kind of Breaking the fight, where where she's hiding behind the ship, and she's like, "Hey, listen, I actually left. Uh, uh, uh I actually stepped down from being part of the council because I thought what they were doing was wrong, and Qui Gon didn't have to die. All we had to do was was believe him, and we could have stopped the Sith. We like, could have stopped all of this. And uh, and I don't you, like- think
0: she was telling the truth, though. I think well, she was." Grasting. i was
1: thinking that too so i again there are some answer uh there are some questions that were answered in the show but they were also um more questions raised and that's one of them because it was like did yattle actually step down or i mean because then that makes sense why she didn't go um to to naboo because she was not there at the end of phantom menace but now watching uh now going back and watching the phantom menace seeing Yattle not there is gonna be really sad because you'll be like, oh well now we know why she wasn't there. It's because of, of the fight that happened. And um uh and and you see uh you then have Dooku kind of move the ship away they like keep fighting and then uh she ends up getting on on the uh on the hangar door and it's funny because then she's at that at the same height level as dooku because she's up there. So like they're, they can have like a real fight where he doesn't have to bend down or whatever. And then, uh, and then he like, like force pushes her back and the, and the, and the door closes and he thinks that she's dead. And then, and then Palpatine's, you know, at that point he's like, all right, good rise. My apprentice and Dooku's like, yes, master. We've seen all that stuff before, but then, Yattle force pushes up the door and she falls through and that's kind of like her last
0: i would like to see some schematics for that door because i just don't i think she should have been smooshed i know that i think there was like a little crack in there but
1: i think there was a gap um but uh but yeah so you uh then have her you know you know just kind of being hopeful at the end being like you know what you can't win and stuff like that and then uh, um, and she was saying that like, you are now part of the problem that, um, th- th- that you feared that was happening. And then he was like, L- um, uh, let me help you, um, uh, you know, rest and fall into peace or something. And then boom, slash. And it's like, all right, well, there's Seattle, And the very last shot you get is seeing the, is seeing Palpatine's yellow eyes, smile, and then black. It's like, man, huh? that's, and then, then that's, the, the, that's the Dooku arc of it. And then you see him, you know, uh, later and attack the clones and that leads, you know, into the clone wars and everything. I thought his arc was amazing. I, I wish we had more time with it. Um, it kind of felt rushed, but at the same time it, it, it had to be because of this, wasn't your traditional Clone Wars episode length. It it was it was very it was advertised very early on that these are shorts. But honestly it, it was done very well of the voice actors of the animation. The animation for the show is phenomenal. Uh I'm very very impressed over the years how um like how more detailed and more uh Mm-hmm. more realistic it looks because it from the last season of the Clone Wars going to the Bad Batch like the animation is amazing and then this is just like very 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 detailed and i can't wait to see season 2 of the Bad Batch as well uh but these were probably my favorite arcs that i've seen in a long time in a star Wars show and the fact they that it was dealing very with the fun, character
0: very cool yeah yeah
1: so i i was very impressed and i hope we see more um, arcs like this with main characters, I think I, I was just talking about this on on, a, on our stream that we did for Instagram. But I I would love to see um, a story about Tar Vizsla, the first Mandalorian Jedi. I think mm-hmm. that would be a great because
0: well, I think there's just so much question about him and yeah. how the Dark Saber came to be and just all all that stuff. So that would be very cool. I think there's a lot of Jedi who would just be very cool to see a little bit more backstory on them. A little more detail. Yeah. Dive in deep.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we... Uh, uh, and then we have the last two episodes, which are Ahsoka. Um, let's let's jump into those. So how did the yes. next episode start?
0: I believe it started with... Well, Anakin running, first of all. The man was late. Shocker. Um and so he is running, and he runs into a room, and Ahsoka is doing um, a test. Essentially, she's got some little, like little droids, and a bunch of the Jedi Council is there watching. So I'm assuming it's it was like one of her final tests. Um, and I believe it was Obi Wan who said that um, the the little like circle droids were meant to. Um, simulate the the newest battle droids that they would be facing and so she destroys them all does a fantastic job fun little fun little cameo we had in there we had little um kanan little kanan in there watching her being all amazed like wow look at her so that was that was a fun little little cameo yeah Um, yeah. So, I mean, obviously she kills it and it's just interesting because Anakin is just, he doesn't look impressed and she's like, what's wrong with you? Like, I just passed with flying colors. Why do you look upset? And he's like, you know how I feel about these tests. He, he thinks they're too easy. And I also think that's just him being very overprotective of her. You know, he wants her to succeed and be the best. And so he's like, you want a real test? I'm, I'm going to show you a real test. So, they go to. I think we decided it kind of looks like the same place that they were kind of keeping the the Xylo Beast from that Clone Wars arc. Like kind of like a big open space, and um, Rex and a few of the other Five Hundred First are hanging out in there. And he's like, "Okay, if you can hold up against Rex and his guys, you're, you're going to be able to handle any Separatists out there."
1: And that and definitely so, foreshadows. Um, Oh my uh, gosh,
0: the the whole time I was like, oh my gosh, the irony of Anakin (laughs) encouraging her to practice against the clones and then him being like the ultimate, like the final straw of her literally having to fight the clones for her life.
1: You actually see her do a spinning move um, where she jumps off the ground. And she does like a twist yeah, in the air. A very and that's similar the same move. move. Yes. That she uses to defend herself and when order 66 mm-hmm. 6 is happening.
0: Yep. So there's a kind of lot of foreshadowing. She kind of escapes into the ceiling. There was a lot and it kind of made me emotional. So we see her. She you know, she doesn't start off great. They're using stuns. Oh, but it takes her a bit, but she she after some time and we can tell the time has passed because it's kind of like a little montage where you're like, you know, he's getting knocked out, getting back up. And then at one point, like she gets back up and I look at am like, she's older. Like she has aged. Um, and we go from seeing like, like Anakin has aged as well. We see him kind of in like his final outfit there. Um, and she finally kind of gets to a point where they're like, yeah, you can, you did it. <laughs> You held us off and they're like yay we did it and then um i love the, the
1: detail of the armor as well um mm-hmm. because you can definitely tell uh the changes um uh of of the clone wars characters in there and the way their armor looks it's definitely more detailed uh especially the clones you can actually see like the outline like like um uh, I just love the uh, yeah of the black areas and it's everything just, on the shoes. There's so
0: much detail and it's also just very like artistic. Like I love like the like just it looks like brush strokes, like it's it's beautiful. I, I absolutely adore that animation style. So beautiful. Um and then as we were talking about the, the foreshadowing of her having to fight the clones, the, the final scene is her and Rex walking just before like they kind of like she like puts her hands on her head and he kind of like leads her out acting like and he's trying to pull some strings and be like, oh she's not really a Jedi anymore yeah. in that final arc like that scene and they show them walking in and that's where it cuts. And I was like, holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. Emotional.
1: <laughs> that was definitely an, an emotional scene, but not as to me. I feel like the next episode was very emotional.
0: The next the, episode, yes.
1: Because it opens, it opens at Padme's funeral, and uh and you actually see more um uh more uh more scenes of the funeral that we've never seen before. And then we also have different perspectives of, of different characters, including um Mon Mothma uh mm-hmm. and Beryl or Gana being there at the funeral. Yes.
0: So something about this final episode with Ahsoka is that it ties into her book. I will say I'm having trouble remembering like everything about the book, but I can tell that it's like inspired by, but not a hundred percent like how the book was. Um so yeah, so we got to see like Like, she's in the crowd at the funeral. She's got her hood on. And, like, Bale sees her from, like, across the way. And she kind of disappears, but he follows her. And we can tell that this has happened, like, right after everything. Because she's still wearing her, like, Siege of Mandalore outfit. Like, she's still got it on. And so he's talking to her, you know, about everything. And he's like, you know, we still have a fight we could use you, and he hands her like a communicator, and she's like, "I'm I'm done fighting." Like you know, her world has just literally shattered. Um, and so she's like, "No." And they wind up getting kind of caught by some some trooper. She doesn't, but you yeah, bails. Bails, kind of like you know, if you if you need me, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so she she leaves with the communicator, and she meets up with Rex. So we're pretty sure that they left right from. Oh yeah. The planet and went straight to the funeral. Probably,
1: I'm curious on on like how she knew that was happening. Like, like did she did she just kind yeah, of yeah
0: like how they got the news? stumble
1: upon a, a a broadcast saying hey this probably. is this is That's Senator probably. Amandala's funeral. I this imagine the, the death
0: of Padme was big news across oh, yeah. the galaxy. Yeah, so. but then it cuts after her and rex take off we unfortunately don't get to see them like part ways i kind of would have liked to see that like that conversation of like where they were going to go um but it cuts to her on a planet and in the book the planet is i believe called rada that she's on but they never said it so i can't confirm that that is in fact it seems
1: there's with. a lot of things in the sh- in this episode that don't line up with the book because yeah. you because you said the I brother think there and sister was some... are supposed to be like sisters
0: i I recall there being a pair of sisters. That yeah. she, I, I it's been a couple years since I read the book, unfortunately. i should have I should have read up on it before I watched the episode. <laughs> but I recall there being a pair of sisters because I remember thinking it was ironic that, um, she had the other sisters, the Martez sisters too. And I was like, oh, she keeps getting caught up with sisters. Um, but there is a brother and a sister that she's kind of working with in like a field. And in the book she did, she just kind of went to a planet. And she was just laying low. She was just doing some work, just laying low. Um, so that's what she's doing. She is wearing her kind of like her like mechanic outfit from yeah. the Martez sister arc. So she must've kept that. It was a good look for her apparently. Um and what happened was there was they were like stacking some hay and it fell over. And of course she saved the girl who was about to get smooshed. And she, the girl noticed and kind of confronted her like nicely. She didn't know what she was doing. She was like, Oh my gosh, you're you're a Jedi. And Ahsoka's like, What are you saying? I'm like, no, I'm not. Like she's like, mm-mm. Um, but the brother unfortunately overhears, and we can see it in his eyes. He's gonna rat her out. Which he does. And mm-hmm. so when the next day, Ahsoka and the girl, they go off to sell the hay in a in the market. And when they come back, their whole village is just ablaze. And there is a night brother, excuse me, not a night brother, a, um, inquisitor there. And he's got his double lightsaber. And in the book, she fights him, and that's where she gets her crystals for her white lightsabers.
1: Now unbleeds them. Okay, so question about that. Now, in the book, was the fight super quick like it was in the episode or no?
0: I would say it wasn't particularly a long fight because she did fight him, no weapons. Very similar to how she kind of defeated Maul. She just like, no weapons. She just... So I feel like it's probably like it wasn't a super long fight, but it was very quick in the show. But also, you know, she's a Tano. She had a ton of training. And I don't know who this Inquisitor was or how trained he was. But she literally just kind of was like, nope. Grab that lightsaber. I think she decapitated him.
1: Yeah. We don't get that much time of learning who he is or anything. and And the way that he...
0: He was kind of a nobody in the book as well. Like, yeah. he wasn't...
1: The way that he died too was really interesting be because once he gets like his um like his mask falls off or whatever, it kind of deflates like a balloon. It looks
0: like he like disintegrates, yeah.
1: Well yeah, so he so he pulled I'm,
0: a he pulled an Obi-Wan.
1: He just well, <laughs> right, but that's never really happened before. So I'm really curious of like about that, because I think that was an interesting call. Cause that's how it comes off as is like him mm-hmm. kind of turning you know becoming one with the force but you know traditionally people who are on the dark side normally don't do that so i'm really curious of what happened yeah. um because we only see that really happen to uh yoda and obi-wan like on screen anyways uh yes. but but seeing, um, seeing everything going down and just seeing that um, and seeing the, uh, the brother of being like, listen, I'm sorry, but you know, like, I just like, um, the, um y- you also see early on that, like, he is, he is for the Empire and, and for like the, um, uh, and, and for the Emperor and everything. Wait, I feel
0: like he's... Um- Yes, because they did, like, while they were working, you know, having their lunches, they were chatting about the Empire, and to me, he just seemed like the hopeful person, you know? Like, like how everyone kind of was in the beginning about the Empire, because they're basically the Republic, you know? And so, you know, they won. They were the, the good guys, like, that was shown to be, and so they won. So they're like, oh yeah, everything's great. The Empire did this, and so it was like, he was like in the hopeful stage that most people, sh- it shattered for them as time went on.
1: Yep, and uh, and we see him change his mind after he sees that the Inquisitor burns the entire right. village and kills most of the how, village. How that just...
0: quick that happened! Right, and he was like, "Oh."
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they are wondering what's going to happen next. And we see uh, we see Ahsoka. Um, uh, we see later of uh, possibly Tantive Four um, shows up, and we learn that Ahsoka finally used her her communicator. She ends up talking to Bale and and Bail's like, are you sure you're ready to join the fight? And then like, you know, that kind of yes,
0: and gets that story pretty... started
1: and her joining yeah, the cells so she... and everything.
0: That's kind of how it happened in the book as well. Like that's when she kind of officially joins yeah. the rebellion. Um, there's definitely obviously a lot more detail in the books, but essentially that's the gist. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then that ends up being the, uh, and then that ends up being the end of the episode and the end of these, uh, hopefully season one. Uh, and the show was just, the show was remarkable. I loved mm-hmm. every second of it. I wish we had more. I wish more episodes are made in the future. There's so, um, I'm, I just I'm- have
0: a feeling that that that's not it. They're, no. they're gonna do more. It was there's done so many more
1: Jedi to talk about and, and explore. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I love for them to you know dive deeper into Obi Wan. I think that's a great Jedi specifically to
0: do. younger Obi Wan,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. uh, and but even
0: like, th- like Plo Koon or
1: yeah, like Luminara, Koon, like you know, Chip there's Fisto. just so
0: many, yeah.
1: I think Quinlan Voss would also be a good one too. Be, yes. um, yeah. Uh because of you you could explore him um going into um uh like from from him being a kid and like maybe his mission that he does during the Phantom Menace, and maybe Qui-Gon kind of sees him like at the scene of the Phantom Menace where he's like sitting at the table and they Cross paths, maybe we learn about that mission. I think that would be cool, and then we do maybe a mission during the Clone Wars and him surviving Order sixty six, and then during the events of of the Galactic Civil War because we know that he's alive at that point. So um, I would love to see something like that. There's again, there's so there's so many Jedi to explore. Tar Vizsla would probably be one of my top ones because we don't know that much about him. There's like not that much about him in canon. Um, and the only thing that we know is that he was the first Mandalorian Jedi. His, he was the owner of the dark saber and then boom, like that's really it. So I, I, I would love to, you know, learn more history about it, um about that character. But again, there's so many characters to learn about and everything. And, and I think we'll see more of the show because this is something Absolutely. that I think they've been, that Dave Filoni has been wanting to do. And I think this will definitely be a success. And i can't wait to see what happens in Season 2. But that's Tales of the Jedi. Uh, and not only that happened today, but the uh, the 8th episode of Andor, we're, um, we'll kind of do a light breakdown, and then David will come on later, um, and he'll do a full breakdown, because I know there was a lot that he wanted to talk about. Uh, I would like but- to label
0: these these last two episodes just like a series of unfortunate events like oh my gosh could you i just can't even imagine being cassian right he's like escaped them for all of the set on set crimes that he has done and to get captured for literally just being in the wrong place at the wrong time oh i was so sad (laughs) i was like no yeah. It's also just uh poor, poor, poor Cassian. <laughs> I mean, obviously we know that he's going to get out of this, but how unfortunate.
1: Yep. You know, and I um uh it it definitely has been a journey for for Cassian. Um you are definitely seeing him um kind of falling in into his thoughts and you like see him get lost in his thoughts. Cause he's like, I'm in prison. Like I'm, I'm in the heart of the empire right now. I didn't want to be here and I'm here and not even like do anything to actually get in here. Like, um, and the way that they choose to torture, um, the prisoners is, is the floor. And I think that's a very unique, um, Way it felt like a very to...
0: Star Wars thing. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, you've never heard of that before. They're using some no. kind of like magnetic electrical current to like Yeah,
1: in, 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 in the floor to introduce pain. It's like, oh dang, like that's that's like dark thinking. And... and it's
0: almost like it's almost kind of like messing with their minds as well. Because when he gets to this special prison that he's been sent to, it's basically like a worker prison where they're putting them to work um their cells don't have doors you know so technically like visually they can look and they could be like oh i can just walk out however they step off onto that floor when it's active they're, they're literally dead so i imagine that it's like not only like hard but it's also like like mentally mm-hmm. that's really messing with them you yeah. know
1: yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we we see them bounce between a bunch of um, a bunch of the different um, story arcs, uh, and it's uh, again we are we're doing a very light breakdown because I know David wanted to do do a full breakdown, so that episode will come there. But uh, but I'm just seeing the different characters and 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 more character growth and everything. And that, um, just happened. And then, you know, the, the different introduction of characters, like Andy circus, love, probably love.
0: one of the last people I would have expected, but I was like, that's Andy circus. <laughs> it,
1: it made me happy. It made me really happy seeing him. Uh, and for all those who are, um, uh, fans of Andy circus, you also know him in the stars universe as, uh, as Snoke. Um, uh and oh, that's right i it's, kind of forgot about that yep snoke and he's done a bunch of motion capture stuff too will he be doing that later in the show maybe we'll see
0: we'll see he's kind of like but, the motion capture god
1: yes yes <laughs> he, he is like the king of motion capture Yeah. Uh, yep so we uh we see him in 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 charge of the prisoners and and the way he's that a prisoner I- himself but yes. what well, he said,
0: he has like less than two hundred days left. So he's kind of like,
1: yeah.
0: in their ranks, I guess. He's kind of like the leader of their certain little group.
1: Yeah, two hundred and thirty-one days or something like that. Yeah, but something like the, that. Um, but the way that it works is that there are there are five. There's five like rooms that work on different projects. Um. And uh and uh in the room that uh of of prisoners that gets the most done during the day is uh is rewarded with a better tasting food. Mm-hmm. Um uh and that's kind of their motivation is is to survive. And you see um Cassian kind of struggle and kind of embrace his situation. Uh, I think my biggest thing about the episode was there were prisoners that were doing some type of sign language. I, I don't think it was sign and language. Talking but to it, each
0: other with like yeah. the separate like sectors, like
1: he's in his own right. little
0: sector of prisoners and there were more. And
1: right. one of
0: them was communicating and the guards I'm, didn't seem to either notice or care.
1: And I'm really curious of what that's about. Like I, uh, and I'm really curious in how Cassian's going to get out of there uh and something else uh, about the episode is you as you really see some of the characters kind of embrace, you know, uh, um of their situation and then others like I'm I am i am done with this and there's one that unfortunately does commit suicide and he, you know, steps in the floor during the nighttime and he takes his life and um and there's a lot of, of the prisoners that just don't care and, and and they're just like oh great like now our work situation will go down be, because we're missing a guy and he's dead and it's going and it's going it's going to stink up the whole room for the rest of the night and it's just like wow like they they don't care like it's so it's it's very interesting to see that side of um uh of of the of the darker side of things in Star Wars, because I never thought I would ever see something like that happen in the Star Wars universe. This is definitely pointed towards the adult audience, um, which again I never thought I would really see. Uh, and I think the closest that I ever thought we would ever get was maybe in Clone Wars and Tales of the Jedi, like of that theming. I never thought that we'd ever get to that point where it's more realistic, and um, and it's having more uh, real adult themes in there. So I'm very curious. Of what's gonna happen in the next episode? Be uh, because then you see, um, you see a couple of scenes with Mon Mothma, um, talking to her friend about getting more funding for the rebellion, and then you see Luthen, um, talking, uh, um, uh, talking to his assistant because the the character um the character Bix is trying to is trying to reach out uh, to them and try and find Cassian when in reality they're trying to find Cassian and uh, and kill so him. So do you
0: think Lucien wants him dead or is that just... Because the, the assistant talked to, oh gosh, what's, what's the blonde girl's name? And she told her to go find him and to kill him because he knows too much. Do you think Lucien is aware of this?
1: Yes, yes.
0: And he wants him dead, because that just doesn't yes. seem correct to me.
1: Hmm. Well, again, I think, I, I think things will like kind of like kind of clash and like line up in the end.
0: Because um, to me, it's just he knew that he was paying him to do this job. Yeah, he knew he should have known that he was kind of a flight risk that he wasn't gonna like uh, stay. There was always that risk.
1: The. The plot of the entire show is, is I feel like, is closing in to where, like, all stories are going to collide. I'm curious on on how Cassian is going to escape um, the prison. Maybe it might have to do with Saw Guerrera because we, you know, near the end of the episode, we see Saw Guerrera, and it makes me really excited because of um, Forrest. P- Predicer was a great... Um, uh he was a great addition to the star wars universe and the fact that he's playing a character that was established in the clone wars many even better and having um uh him uh dive deeper in, into his his character and just the scenes that he had in this episode where uh Luthan is asking him to help out uh someone that's in a rebel cell that used to be a separatist and he wants nothing to do with it. He's like, and it's because of, they killed his sister. Um, and he, he doesn't care what faction that they are part of. Now he cares about where they were in the war and, and the clone wars. And that's very obvious. So I'm, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the next couple of episodes because he's so, um, mm-hmm. because he's so power driven by freedom and he doesn't care how he gets it because of he is a loose cannon, and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens next. But that was the main plot of those, um, of that episode. There was just Cassian was dealing with a lot, um, they were dealing with different um financing stuff on Coruscant and Mothma and then they were trying to find out where um uh where Cassian is, including the Empire. The Empire is trying to hunt him down at this point. Uh and it's funny right. because he's
0: become a very big person of yeah. interest to them now because yep. shoot the, the blonde imperial. I man, I'm terrible with names today. Um she's getting she's all up in there. She is tearing down barriers and she's like Paging something's going on.
1: Mirdo, yeah, is, Mir- is Mira?
0: Name something like that yes
1: mirdo m uh, e e r d o
0: what anyway yeah uh, she yeah cuz she pulled um that that guy from oh my goodness
1: uh uh his name is uh Cyril
0: yes she pulled him out of his poor little office desk job that he just got to make some money his um his space like suit tie. his work yeah. suit and tie that cracked me up that was so funny mm-hmm. <laughs> um but she pulled him out and was asking him about the the report and the incident and he was like telling her everything
1: yeah so i'm uh and it's funny because they're all looking for him and and it's funny especially on the empire side because he's in um
0: they haven't,
1: yeah. Yeah. He's in prison by the Empire, and it's right underneath their nose. And if they find out that they had him in, in their prison the entire time, that's that's going to be really, really funny um, and very embarrassing at the same time. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited to see where the next couple of episodes go because um, – because All of these events are leading into Rogue One, so you will definitely see more well-known characters, Um, and 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 them going to Yavin. I'm hoping to see some cameos from Star Wars Rebels, maybe by the end of the show or like in season two, um, because all of those like paths are lining up. Mm -hmm. So it's it's going to be super cool to see how like things play out. But that's Andor again. David will come and do a full breakdown of it. uh, deeper but, dive yeah yeah and then to finish our lovely episode that we had here today uh brooke and i had the wonderful opportunity of meeting ashley Eckstein. uh this was brooke's first time um was. meeting her and she is one of the most nicest people oh, down she to was earth high hearted yes. Yeah.
0: Something that so what it was for it was she over in Orlando she did a a book signing of her new it's kind of like a what it, oh it's called um live oh my gosh babe what's it called <laughs> like of of the book yes 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 uh
1: yeah. um it's called Star Wars every day
0: Star Wars every day thank you um and it's basically it's like a bunch of like she's broken up by months. And so there's, like, activities, like, mindfulness things you can do, um, recipes, and just all Star Wars themed. Um, Very, very cool. And so she signed copies. So we have a beautiful signed copy. Um, And then she did a meet and greet with everyone who came and purchased the book. And what I loved is that, you know, I think we've all done meet and greets. Where it's kind of like a love and shove kind of situation. You say hello, get a picture and leave. She took the time she took to time. say hello, like just talk to you. And I just appreciated that so much because it just, just showed how amazing and down to earth and how much she cares about her fans. And so it's very, very amazing. I got to show her my tattoos. She loved mm-hmm. them. And she also said that Colin and I were a cute couple. So I'm putting that on my resume now. We are a Ahsoka Tano, Ashley Eckstein confirmed cute couple.
1: That's canon. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so I Oh, something
0: else that was very cool. Don't forget the 501st, the um, Orlando, Orlando Garrison.
1: Yeah. uh, Yep. The uh, Florida Garrison was there. Um, Florida Garrison. I have, I've, I've seen a couple of them before. Um, but so it, had, it was great seeing well, they them had again. Some, some yeah.
0: Jawas, Vader, troopers. Um
1: I don't Anakin. know who I don't know who the Jawas were, but they were doing a great job.
0: Oh my gosh, they were so funny. One of them kept coming around and they kept kept stealing stuff. And I was like, yo, what are you doing? You got a trade. And they just kind of looked at me and they were like, Oh, you're right. And they like gave the stuff back. They were just they were great. It was so yeah. wonderful. It was such a fun little thing for people to come and do.
1: Yeah. And uh, and and that kind of added to our Star Wars experience today, and mm-hmm. it kind of felt like we were back at Star Wars Celebration, waking up at the crack of dawn, just doing Star Wars stuff, and then like we even did a meet and greet, uh, so that was really really cool. Uh, and then and then today we're ending the day by by going to Galaxy's Edge and just kind of exploring and walking around. So it's it I I love when things like this happen because it puts your um, fandom into perspective and then also it just sparks it even more uh and and it's awesome that we talked to ashley Eckstein yesterday and then we saw her uh um in tales of the jedi as ahsoka today yes so very very cool uh we appreciate all you being fans of the podcast listening to us being part of a patreon we would not be doing this if it wasn't for you
0: And we want to give a little Um, shout out to um, our buddy, Tyler, who we met yesterday.
1: we super
0: cool to meet you.
1: We're very um, thankful to all the fans that came up to us. Um, We had uh, we we had a couple of groups come up and say hi and stuff. And so it's we love hearing back from you guys. We love meeting you, seeing you. If you ever see us like anywhere, you know, if if it's grocery shopping or at the parks or anything, come say hi. Come say hi. We we love talking to you uh we're on facebook we are uh we have the star wars stuff uh group and star wars stuff podcast page or on instagram at star wars stuff podcast twitter at stuff pod tiktok search star wars stuff uh we also have an email star wars stuff podcast at gmail.com and please go on apple Podcasts and give us a review we love hearing back from you um and your honesty and we also have our own website stuffpodcastnetwork.com we're on twitch SW stuff 77. There's so much to look forward to in the Star Wars universe. And at the, uh, at the end of November is when like star Wars is taking a break for a month. And then it picks up back up again on January 4th. That's when the first episode of season two of the bad batch comes out. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to take, like, are... take a
0: little holiday break, a little holiday break, enjoy your holidays. Yeah. And then we're going to get right back in it.
1: Yep. Because that's a huge um like for next year it's a huge year for Star Wars. Um uh, you've got you've got Bad Batch Season Two, you've got Jedi Survivor, you've got Mandalorian, you've got Ahsoka, you have not Tales of the Jedi, uh, you have Skeleton Surprise. Crew, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: you have Willow, you have Indiana Jones five, even those um those two aren't Star Wars, but it's There's a lot to look forward to um, next year, and we can't wait to uh, go on this crazy ride with you all. So thank you so much for listening and being a fan of the podcast. We will talk to you soon. May the Force be with you. Always.
0: Always.